Hi, George. Hello, Ollie. How are you? Well, my dearest friend, we yes. we pictured this slightly differently. Oh, today and then some. Our plans were, I mean, maybe it was for the best in some ways, because I don't know about Hartford, but here in London, the weather outside is frightful. But we had mm. planned for our special Christmas episode, also our 50th episode, I believe. Mm. Um, we had planned to see each other in person for the first time in, I, th- I mean, I think I last saw you at New Year's last year. Oh. Um, so, you know, it would have been my first time getting a good look at 2020, Jeff. Uh, Mm. I've heard great things, but I just haven't had a chance to see it myself in person. Mm. But, alas, wasn't to be. For our listeners who are not in the UK, they may not know that last minute coronavirus restrictions were kind of intensified quite a lot, which makes Christmas... Uh, difficult for lots of people. So, in answer to your question, George, it's been two days since we found that out. And I th- on the day, I had this feeling of like, uh, well, I kind of thought it would never happen anyway, man. Well, hold on, Ollie, one second, just for the timeline. We are recording this on the 22nd of December. Christmas uh-huh. is on the 25th of December. And you will be hearing this on the 28th of December. Yeah, that's classic phone a friend <laughs> scheduling. The Christmas episode comes on after Christmas. Although at least with Christmas, well, usually people are people are sort of in Christmas mode until January first. So at least it's better than like Halloween when it comes out on like seventh of November. Everyone's moved yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're recording this the Monday before Christmas, mm. and. George, what do these changes mean for you and your Christmas? Obviously, you can't see me, which is the biggest deal. Mm, yes, but any well, other small town bullshit I should know about? Yeah, yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm reporting here from a tier four Hartford. The southeast of England and other areas of the country are now tier four, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, up until the other day, I didn't know was a thing. Neither did Boris. Uh, They're just. No, no. But. I, I don't know if you know how they did this, but they is after it goes like one, two, three, four. Mm. So four is worse than shitter tier than three. three. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but remember, tier four is shitter than tier three because things are shitter, and so we're doing mm-hmm. it for you know. But what does it mean for me? I am now. I live alone, and so does my mother. Mother! 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 Um, Oh, mother! So I'm in a little bubble with my mother, and, you know, I couldn't think of anyone better to be in a bubble with. Okay, um, so you're not going to be alone, crucially. No, but, but... um, Sorry, can I just can I just quickly say uh, it's bath time downstairs, and bath time is noisy as fuck. So apologies to the dearest podcast uh, public out there, and big apologies to our editor, Mummy. But listen, little man's mucky needs to get cleaned up harshly. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's all right, mate. It's okay. But you know, everyone needs to bath. It's okay. Um, So I heard that feels like a dig. No, no, it wasn't at all. I've just, in fact. 
In true path style, tell I me. need to tell you, okay? So, I spent the day in the garden. Um, okay, brag. Yeah, well, I was in the garden doing some bits and then I looked at Was this at to watch. make up for not being able to meet me in the forest? You just went out in the garden and yeah. drank Baileys on your own? <laughs> yeah, so I, fi- I finished up you know what I was doing and then I thought well you've got an hour and a half until the podcast so I ran myself a bath mm-hmm. and I Scrape am currently that garden muck off you well I would say I'm currently the most snugly I've been on a podcast record to date okay now that's a bold claim but yeah. I can believe it because I don't think you've ever recorded just after a bath. Oh. And it seems like we've got, because, you know, we've got to escalate. We've got to get bigger and better. So next week, in, in the, the bath. bath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to hear splish, splash, splosh, man. So I'm very snuggly and I am, the news came through the other day regarding the tier and tiers, tier four, and um, I Obviously, uh, plans had to change. And for, I would say, five or ten minutes, I felt annoyed. And quite quickly, I felt sad, but not for myself, but for the uh, for other people. I don't know who those other people are, but I just feel, you know, you, you take stock of, you know, what it means for you, the implications, and you go, well, that's all right. You know, that's, I, I can, you know, I get to see my mum, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, I've been blind drunk ever since um and i wouldn't so you didn't let you know. it get to you no no it hasn't got to me at no, all and no. it's, i hadn't stocked a cupboard um with alcohol with the intention christmas, of hosting yeah. at christmas yeah. um and so i've currently got a bottle of prosecco next to me Ollie, <laughs> and it, it, i poured my first i opened it just before we started recording and i'm not uh advocating that people turn to drink it. No, but I am going to see this bottle off during the record, and I thought that might be That's a nice boy. festive treat for everybody. Um, yeah. So, yes, I, I think that, yeah, quite quickly I was able to take stock of the situation and go, well, you have to yeah. assume these things are done for the right reasons, um, and I hope yeah. everybody is as okay as they can be. Um my I dear think, friend, what does yes. your Christmas now look like compared to what it was going to look like? Well, the big the big downer is that my brother will not be able to join us. So I haven't seen him this year either and was looking forward to a, a Crimbo reunion. But kind of like, like you said, I, I have to remind myself that I'm very lucky because I'll still see my mum. I've got my sister and nephew and brother-in-law here. So, you know, I have people and... I think the main thing for me is this was starting to sink in even before the um, tier four stuff, but my kind of fantasy of being reunited with all my pals, as soon as Mm. I got here, the reality kind of settled in, like Mm. it just wasn't sensible to do that. And, and, you know, someone someone close to me got COVID last week and it kind of made me rethink how, how lax I was willing to to be because Mm. obviously I was going to stick to the rules but last week we were sort of being cheeky about the business lunch and all these kinds of loopholes and then after a while I was like right I don't know I don't think I can live with myself um and and so yes I've been readjusting my expectations for this trip uh 
to just remind myself, I mean, you know, I'm still able to see my family who I haven't seen all year. So, and, and of course, lots of people won't have that at all. So I know I'm very lucky and, Mm. um, and God, I can't wait to neck a vaccine with you. We'll do that thing where you oh, like, um, link where you arms, link arms, and yeah, I'll pour you yours, you pour mine. We'll just absolutely down the vaccine. So um, it's an oral thing. It's uh, well, I've heard a few things from a few different people. Apparently, it's sort of preference. You can get it in, up, up, down, all around. Um, yeah. I think what it's to do with is some people. It just so happens that they're their uh like ass membrane is more um that's it i had heard something about that about ass membrane yeah it's just more like uh porous so you can get it into your system quicker yeah that's <laughs> and- good um well i like that we are because we are still listed under the health and um fitness sections of <laughs> apple the apple podcast world i believe so that's good isn't it that's a good thing i think that's where we deserve to be yeah. um but yeah, I mean, like you were saying, it is, I think the main feeling I have is that this must be such a difficult thing for so many people. Like it's so mm. last minute. It's so it's kind of out of nowhere. I mean, I don't know how you feel, but like I'd kind of felt like the relaxation was too good to be true. So I was kind of feeling like at some point something might change, but I didn't think it would be fucking five days before christmas when everyone has already made their plans and uh i I think the thing that fucked me off um whoa calm down man that prosecco's got straight i forgot that prosecco gets you fucking larry it gets me lit mate it gets me so ready to call somebody out (laughs) oh god if i was boris i'd be quaking in my boots right now oi boris (laughs) go off king (laughs) yeah so um no, I just thought this, can it really be that much of a shock to the people in power? Surely they must have had an inkling. And therefore, I'll just wish I'd been told a week before or, yeah, or f- many, five days before. That's my only weeks. thing is that just a bit more time to get my head around the fact that, and this is maybe my own fault, but I have spent the year with eyes set on the 25th of December. I think a and lot of people have. Yes. I it's think reasonable. I, yeah. I, uh, I I hadn't realised how much weight I had put on that date until I heard the news. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh shit, that's been the finish line yeah. for the whole year. And it's not, I, I realised as well, it's not even that I thought that then for, me, for every day after would be normal life. I didn't think that, but I just thought there would be one moment. A little where, pocket of joy. Yeah, it, you know, you could take, you know, they would put risk assessment into individuals' hands and say, if you feel as if you can do this, then, then do it. Um, and I think that that one day would have been better for everybody in Instead of the kind of chunks of relaxed rules, I think, because for whatever reason, as a culture, we put a lot on that date, don't we? Yeah, well, I just think that they should have just faced up to the fact that it wasn't going to happen. So like you said, people could get start to get used to that idea because, I mean, obviously things have changed apparently in the last few days in terms of new strain, etc. But I mean, 
it never seemed that sensible to let three households just go go at it. But, you know, because I wanted it so much, I was, I was sort of overlooking these things. Well, that's, that's kind of been the true of the whole year, hasn't it? It's kind of, there's been times where things have been relaxed a little and there's been when that's come around I've still been like oh this as you said feels a bit too good to be true but you take it where you can and you go you know okay cool and and then it's like well and that's in that way that that's why it wasn't so much of a shock maybe but it was just more the shock of the timing of what was maybe more shocking was that a week ago or even two days ago it was like oh fuck it we get Christmas together you know I I mean so look I know I can I know that you want to absolutely go off at Boris, take him down a peg, destroy the guy. Yeah, so now a nice clean cut, back in the room. Yeah, I feel, like you said, perhaps arbitrarily, this was my focal point of the year. It was like, I mean, it's the end of the year. It's I associate Christmas with hometown and everyone being home and all that stuff but just in the last week it just it's been creeping up on me and i'm now thinking you know there will be a time when i can squeeze my dear friend wherever <laughs> yeah. you know i'm not going to designate a place that's something no. we can why discuss. put a name on it why yeah, yeah, why yeah, bother yeah. i just hate go labels. With it, i hate labels um yeah. And, but, you know, it's not yet and it will be a bit longer. But I am quite scared because currently flights to Spain are banned from the UK. I think that because I'm a resident, I can get back. But it just means lovely bit of extra travel stress, which as you and the gorgeous public will know, already not my fave. Mm. Um, But again, I keep talking about how lucky I am. And, And it's true. But I have to say, I love little man. Love my nephew. Mm. Whoa, what a guy. Cracking guy. Got a great smile. Mm. Um, cheeky. What a personality. Outlook from what I've heard. Stunning outlook. Yeah. Um, but his nursery uh, put together this sort of uh, Christmas end of year DVD thing. And, uh, you know, it's 16 minutes long. And I've got to say, there just wasn't a lot there for me, content-wise. I love the guy. Listen, I want to reiterate this. If he's listening, if you're listening years down the line, I love the guy. As George said, mate, you've got a great outlook. But 16 minutes, I think. Sorry, I just wanted to let you just run with that for a second. You're very polite and you've been very measured with the whole thing. And that's great. But 16 minutes. Go off, King. Unnecessary, yeah. Um, well, especially because most of it was other kids that. No offense. Well, I was going to say terrible was there any outlook. Stars? Was there any you know any stars of the show? Um, well, let's just say I hope the other kids are good at maths because they ain't going to be big on the stage, on the screen. Mm. I don't want to say that about other people's children, actually. <laughs> I um, don't want to attack these poor children. It's more the fault of the nursery. Ollie, is there a time in your life where you think back to a particularly uh, good Christmas? Oh, you're going to try and upset me uh, at this fragile time of year. No, um, I, I thought I thought it would be good just to, you know, go there a little bit. Just remind ourselves that it, it has been and will be again a magic time of year this is a strange time and as we said christmas day has already been there will be some of you listening to this that spent the day by themselves and i can't get my fucking head around that um but not the (laughs) 24 hours no but not the 24 hours 
to yourself. It's the what we build that day up to be and what we have done um, this year. And I hope that you, you know, found peace with the situation in some way. And I am think we are thinking of you here at PATH. Well, but I, I thought maybe nice to reminisce. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, all my memories, and I'm not just saying this just because I'm talking to my dear podcast friend, but I do... I've got lots of good family memories and it's particularly disappointing that my brother won't be here because it's kind of one of the times of year that I spend a decent chunk of time with him and we always have fun together and I think mostly in recent years because I've moved away Christmas has been all about seeing my friends that I don't see for the rest of the year pretty pretty much I mean on and off and so I believe this was maybe two, three Christmases ago, George. Do you remember a particularly rumbunctious evening at the old barge? <laughs> I do indeed. Um, and, you know, it's strange to think of now, but the place was pretty packed. It was warm, the fire on, some pretty disgusting, like, mulled cider was on tap, or, or at least on offer, the usual. And I think we spent, I don't know, five or six hours... <laughs> Um, playing the pub quiz machine and then playing, uh, what's it called? Oh, um, we normally, it's called hearsay. Never heard that in my life, man. But you know, telephone where, where you're in a group and you whisper something to the person next to you and you might, might be thinking, yeah, what the one normally played by infants? Yeah, that game. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, but what it was was whoever was at the end of the, the train had to stand up and announce it to the pub. God, so annoying of us. Like, seriously, if I saw other people doing that at the pub, I'd be like, those fucking dicks. Uh, no, it's not, but it was, it? No, it's not. But I have to say, I laughed so much. I had so much fun. And it was a particularly big group of us i think i mean yes. you know it was a uh, sort of all all the lads hey and some lasses as well listen yeah. um, let it be known let it be known. <laughs> <laughs> um and i think that sort of vibe sums up like i mean i don't think we would be like that at any other time of year uh, well maybe we would i would hope not but i think every we got a kind of a free pass from the pub because they just thought oh it's christmas <laughs> Um, oh, what about a... you, George? Do you have a particularly fond Christmas memory? I mean, I am, I am with you. The day, and maybe this is actually helping me a little bit because the day itself is great, but it's the whole period, isn't it? It's the whole period, and very fond memories of that. I've got a fond memory even of last year of me and you meeting at the old barge for a game of Scrabble. It was either yes. a few days before Christmas or a few days after that yes. bit between it Christmas. It was in one of the lulls, I think. Yeah, and that was that was that stands out in my mind. The one that really stands out is last year we were in a different <laughs> pub, um, smaller um, than very the old barge, small, um, and with a crowd of regulars that enjoy their draft ale loop privacy silence uh, privacy and very quiet conversation um i don't know uh, what you know trains and i don't know what they talk about but it's a quiet no, it's definitely trains that go there yeah um and i remember my dad was with us actually he had come out for a few drinks and there was probably what do you reckon 10 12 of us yeah. around in one corner and we started to sing carols mm. 
and <laughs> the pub there was there it split the pub into yeah, half. Yeah, mixed response. Mixed response. <laughs> there were some people that instantly. One man actually bought the whole table around and yeah. said, "Thank you for the cheer." Someone you know? said, "Gorgeous voices." I think gorgeous um, voices. There was also another gentleman that drinks there that weeks after the fact had a word um, with the owner. <laughs> yeah, said that's not on. Um, but for me, and I apologise again that it, you know. It interfered with other people's evening, but for me, it was utter joy. Yeah, um, couldn't and... couldn't hold it in. No, I mean, it was just the Christmas cheer erupted from yeah. the corner of the room and shook the medieval beams of the oh, beautiful path. Yeah. I could see dust coming down from those beams every time, and also, you know, we did all the classics. This went on for some time, um, and. Oh. It was a mixture of carols and also some more contemporary Christmas classics, you know. I Ian wonder Mariah's if did anyone did anyone brave the darkness? Uh, you know, that. I think we may have, yeah. I think we may <laughs> have uh, all sort of braved that together across that bridge. Do you but, know what I, it's made me think, Ollie? I don't, um, but look, please tell me. You know how they say, oh, if these walls could talk. Yeah. Now let's imagine for a second that those walls could talk God, and what a shame because it's a very it's a particularly old building and would have yeah, been in at it? some point and there it was the last stop before london from travelers mm. from to the north of england or further north than hartford and um uh of all the stories it could tell imagine if the walls memory isn't great and the one story it could bring forward yeah. so so we have to use your imagination it's sometime in the future and they've they've found the technology to talk to the walls mm-hmm. and you know uh harvest the stories and there's like a limited bandwidth it's like an old vhs has been recorded over and you can just see some you know like 17th century stuff there but over the top of it is just a load of rowdy fucking idiots going all i want for christmas And it's like distorting Um, because it's far too loud and you can see the poor guy sitting on his own who was thinking, this is my one night. It's fucking way off. (laughs) No, this is not on. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, he's the weird one. Yeah. Oh, but that, there you go. See, that's put a smile on my face, just taking a little trip down memory lane. Um, Well, I was thinking that because... Look, if you are listening, it's obviously not Christmas anymore, but we're still in that period where lots of things are kind of not gone back to normal yet and you might still have some time where you're on your own. And, uh, you know, as George said, Christmas can be hard for people in the best of times, but particularly if if you're stuck away from family and stuff like that. I, I feel like there's two schools of thought on how to approach this. One is to try and bring at least some of the traditions that you would normally do into that day, even if you're on your own. And maybe, you know, you can do something like Zoom or whatever with your family to feel part of that. Or or, or if it's just like you always watch uh, what's on it, like the EastEnders Christmas special, just like try and keep some of that there. Or there's the School of Thought, which so far has one adherent, which is me, um, which is have a proper non-Christmassy day. Yeah. 
Get a curry, man. Have a pizza. Yeah. Fuck it. You must have had days where on Christmas, you well, maybe not you, George, but because you, you, I mean, we both love Christmas, but for lots of people, I'm sure there have been times where they're like, I wish I could just, I wish I could just have a fucking Domino's yeah. and stick on, now, I, you know, I don't want to watch Christmassy stuff. I, maybe you want to watch a, a slasher flick and whoa, whoa. everyone's saying, hey, it ain't Halloween, buddy. Well, yeah. it ain't Christmas either. Do what you want. Yeah. Do whatever makes it easier for you. And maybe that's being more Christmassy. And, or maybe it's just going the other way. There's no right way of doing it. And especially because these are hashtag unprecedented times. They are. Um, you know, you have to. Of you. Thank you. Uh, you. You can make, you can mold this day however you see fit and just get through it. Like it doesn't mm. have to be a huge thing because, you know, it's difficult for some people it's probably for everyone christmas will be smaller this year but you will get through it and me and george will see you on the other side holding a vaccine going vaccines on us um, well well slash the uh, your health uh, service provider yes exactly oh ollie what a year man i know and you mentioned the top the episode 50 of the podcast haven't missed a single one and yes there have been weeks where perhaps we should have but we didn't (laughs) and we won't well it's like asterisk might um i mean i've yeah i mean i've been thinking looking back on this year uh you know not the best but not, yeah, not the best. Oh, sorry. I, I genuinely, I was like, oh, this is a rare moment of positivity from Ollie where he's going to go, not the best, but, and then there was going to be. Well, know. there's been good stuff. Talking to my dear podcast friend every week has mm. certainly helped me. I feel as if, not just because of the actual hour where we speak, but it just, it sort of a, forces me to adjust the way I approach my week kind of keeps me accountable I feel like and I was thinking that the other day this week at thinking about or no it was last week thinking how wait was, day no can we get good, down to this good, was it was sorry. it this week or was it last week well it was last week but I was just thinking how bin day really makes the week go quickly because before, I'm like oh I've got to take the bin out and so that's similar, rock and roll, it? baby. Uh, yeah, that's really nice. So uh, talking to me is like taking the bins out. Yeah, in that it's a it's a constant. Mm, well, Lovely watch man. your fucking tongue, mate, and uh, because <laughs> it doesn't have to be constant. <laughs> yeah. Um, I tell you what, when we first spoke about starting this podcast, the uh, I don't think either of us knew quite how it would turn out. Like what what the what Response? we would talk about each week. Uh, no, yeah. no, like how to approach it. And I think that we did a few test runs that are definitely the bootleg episodes. They were quite loose. Um, and quite a lot of stuff about Ringo in, Starr. Yeah, a lot about Ringo Starr. I mean, um, I'm up for bringing some of that back, but yeah, yeah. Uh, overall, there was... <laughs> There were some wrinkles to get out of the yeah. the format, if you could call it that. Creases, yeah. But I, I think I'm very kind of I'm very content with what it is, which is just talking, which is good. And I think that it's easy not to do that sometimes, actually. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we've said this in the past. We're fortunate because it's in the diary as a you know something we can't reschedule or or miss. You know, it it, it 
is a, I guess it forces us to sit down and do it. But we've had some brilliant conversations and ones that, 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 and you know, it won't be a shock to people. There are times where we stop recording and the conversation has gone on for another hour. Um, and Yeah, and then there are other times where sort of halfway through the conversation, George taps his watch, says, mm. um, can we wrap this up, mate? Uh, actually got shit to do. I'm going to go and stare at the garden for a bit. <laughs> yeah, but I just, I, so, I, and I'm, so pleased that it's been received by the people that it's been received by and that, that there is an audience of people that join us each week for a bit of a conversa- honest conversation between friends. Well, I mean, you've really grown as a podcaster because this is a perfect transition to mm. people have been sending us, I think because it's the the end of the year and and we, we've been doing this for about a year, people have been sending us lots of messages just saying how they have appreciated us over the year, which is amazing. We can't read them all out because, I mean, very. we've been humbled by the amount that have come. And I hear that, George. Poor, poor, poor. I would be absolutely shitting it if I was Boris right now because, what's that, third, fourth glass of Secco? Yeah, third or fourth. Oh, shit. I don't want anyone listening thinking that it's, you know... Taking away from my experience, if anything, it's adding. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but luckily, uh, Jackson and I are in a sort of childcare support bubble with the Messenger Boy, so we are still able to provide the usual um, email messaging service. So for what may be the last time, let's get our Christmas Messenger Boy jingle playing and we'll read some of these lovely messages. Oh, Email for you, my lord. This email's just come in, my lord. Okay, this email is from Libby and... It's a, the subject line is global perspectives. Thanks to Joe brackets, not Rogan. Hello, Ollie and George. I just caught up on the last few podcasts. I enjoyed them while on a bundled up walk around my neighborhood filled with lots of Christmas lights. Wonderful vibes. I was particularly moved by the email from Joe in the doorknobbing episode and hearing his experience with mental health in the Philippines and how your podcast has helped him and his friends. I believe there are thoughts, feelings and ideas which are universal, but Joe's email got me thinking about how things may be perceived, discussed or approached differently across cultures. I'm from the United States and work as a healthcare provider in neurology. During your podcast, I feel I can easily relate to all the mental health lingo, whether that be from my medical training and encounters with with patients or from my own personal experiences with anxiety and now learning from the perspective of the patient after recently starting therapy myself. However, I wonder how much of that ease in relating to your experiences was due to my Western or American viewpoint. I know this topic is more complex than location alone, but I I would love to hear from your diverse community of listeners about their experiences and perspectives on mental health as it relates to their country or culture and learn about the similarities and differences on how mental health is viewed or managed in other parts of the world. 
Just to echo the other recent emails, thank you both for being a strong constant, much like a bin night, George. Um, yeah. <laughs> a strong constant during the roller coaster that was 2020, and for creating this special community without which I would not have learned about Joe and so many other beautiful people slash stories. Hope you enjoy your holiday together. Ouch. You want to know. You want to know, oh. uh, Libby. Things have changed. Um, wishing you a happy and healthy new year. Cheers. Libby. So that was a particularly nice email because, well, one, it's that classic thing that I know you love too, George, where this person's a healthcare provider I in know, neurology. That's what, I, that's what I was thinking. And I just like, that will never not blow my mind. I know. But, you know, what she brings up is very interesting. And Joe himself kind of brought our attention to the fact that the stuff we were talking about was to him just not done in the Philippines. It's not something that he saw other men discussing publicly. And that just shows how there's still things to be done in the UK and in the in America, in the West, etc. That it's not it's not like we are a completely perfect just society in terms of how we view people with mental health. But it does seem like the public discussion is more open at least and the fact that we somehow got on joe's radar and he could get in touch with us and we read it out and then libby over you know doing a neurology listens to it and starts to have you know all these thoughts about how she can relate to like mental health as a universal experience and then also mental health as it breaks down more specifically and all that stuff came from my dear podcast friend picking up the phone which is amazing and mm. I think highlights the fact that, uh, you know, this, you and I do this podcast, but the point at which it becomes of any use to anyone is when it makes contact with the rest of the world and other people respond and we respond to them. That's, that's what makes it worthwhile, I think. Yeah, man. Um, oh, absolutely so thank you very much Libby Libby also said Billy Elliot's one of my favourite movies I was a blubbery mess when I saw it for the first time from the comfort oh. of my home cannot imagine being on a plane oh. um, thank you very much Libby do, do uh, you know Ollie I've just pulled this up on my Instagram while you were talking because something that you know that you mentioned is like the or that Joe had mentioned about not seeing examples of men talking about how they feel and their mental health and I saw a post that Mind Charity had posted on Instagram the other day I don't know if you saw this but it said in the UK I'm assuming this goes for but men are now almost three times more likely to see a therapist when worried or low than in 2009 oh, yeah. and so that's you know, an 11 year gap between those, you know, that's a time scale of 11 years, but that's an amazing thing. The three yeah. times more likely. And I've seen actually far more immediate examples this year of friends and I talking about things that I don't think in the past we would have. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there there is a focus on men's mental health and trying to better the conversation around it because ha of how little conversation there has been around it in the past. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's a brilliant thing. If there's somebody like Joe, I'm not Rogan again, yeah. um, our friend in Certainly the Philippines, not. that, you know, is opening up conversations with his friends. You know, that's just a brilliant thing. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I That I just, even in my immediate circle, that statistic makes sense to me because it does feel like things have there's a shift and occasionally i've had some interactions with slightly older people slightly older generation of men where 
there's been a kind of disconnect because, and obviously this is a massive generalization, this is just my experience, but yeah, there's not been the same uh, feeling of freedom in the conversation uh, when it comes to talking about how you feel. It's all very, you know, the whole man up thing is mm. still alive in some places, but clearly it's getting it's getting better. Um, mm. Yeah, I did see that statistic and I put it on our Instagram, which you would know if you actually fucking gave a shit. Well, that might be where I saw it then, actually, because I do, you know, I keep up with what you post and I love it. Yeah, you still don't follow me on Instagram. But anyway, um, so, okay, this email is from Katie and it's called This Liquid Ass of a Year. Hi, Ollie and George. For me, this year was my last year at university. Having been fighting a battle with anxiety for six years, my mum's cancer diagnosis a few years prior, and losing some close family members, it all sort of caught up with me. I had not realised how much all these things may have an effect on me, but alongside final year, it all really exploded. I ended up having what I would assume is a mental breakdown between February and May. These were the worst three months of my entire life. I was petrified of the air around me. I began questioning everything I ever knew. I was exercising to the point of exhaustion at the gym because I heard that when you exercise you can't feel anxious. I genuinely used to be on the cross trainer crying because I felt faintly normal for a short burst of time. My anxiety made it so that I couldn't eat without being sick, couldn't cook because I was petrified of leaving my room, I couldn't be alone because I was terrified of my own company. This was a really dark time for me and I spent every weekend coming home an hour each way because I couldn't stand being on my own. For me, the C word... COVID, COVID, sorry, COVID, COVID, was actually a silver lining because it allowed me to leave uni early, come home and recover. In May, I began over the phone cognitive behavioral therapy sessions and I had around 20 sessions during the lockdown period. I began meditating every day, going for runs. I'd make my bed every day. I did more artwork. I listened to podcasts, brackets, phone a friend as my favorite, correct answer. And most importantly, I worked on my thinking by consistently using the CBT techniques, even when I thought they wouldn't work. Lockdown allowed me time to breathe, heal and love the world again. I was suicidal before lockdown, but this experience has allowed me to fall in love with myself and the world again. This took time, but now I don't meditate every day and I don't run anymore because I don't feel I need to to keep me sane. I was fortunate enough to get myself a job working as a support worker for those with severe mental health issues and I'm so much better at my job because of my own mental breakdown because I have a good insight into what people can go through. Thank you for allowing this platform for all of us to share and thank you for helping me heal. I love what you both do and how open you both are thank you uh thank you katie i think that demonstrates how obviously no one would want this pandemic but for everyone this year has been different and this year was both the worst and it seems like there's been a period of kind of renewal for for katie that was only made possible because she could go home and and start to to look after herself more and i just think i uh, i can't express enough how much respect i have for katie for just being able to get through what must have been a horrible situation and being able to then share it with us in such a eloquent way and hopefully if there are any people listening to this i i think that's the reason emails like this are so important because it shows how the really bad bits the really dark stuff the times where you feel helpless 
they can then be followed by these periods of real happiness and mm. and or maybe if even if it's not happiness then it's it's certainly not the extreme pain that you fe- felt at your lowest moment mm. and that's really hard to remember when you're in the middle of it but we've got case in point katie here who is now as she very beautifully puts it she's fallen back in love with herself and the world and you know that it shows that that can happen and in a relatively i mean not to underplay i'm sure it didn't feel like a short amount of time but what i mean is is that this year contained both of these things it contained the really low moment and then also this more positive moment that katie's in now yeah oh, K- katie thank you so much for sharing that with us because it's not easy to is it mm. um and and also there was a, a point in your email where you said how you, you're no longer meditating or exercising as much because you don't feel as if at the minute you need to and that's exactly it and you know that you have them in your back pocket mm-hmm. you know that next time because it will be i imagine if there is ever a time where you feel that period of your life creeping its way back in you can take a second and you said it's something as well which it can seem so simple but making your bed in the morning and i i i have the same thought each day i look at my bed unmade and i'm like it doesn't fucking matter if i make that and then Mm -hmm. i go no but you do feel better each night when you see it made to get into why Mm -hmm. that is psychologically i don't know but it's those little things and you you've conquered something that sounds monumental in size by by figuring out smaller little coping mechanisms to help you along the way. And now you have them to use as and when you need. So good on you. And it shows that you don't have to... I think some people can get scared of like these big life changes, like, for example, meditating, exercising every day. That's scary to put on yourself. Like, oh, every day for the rest of my life, if I want to feel okay, I have to do this. And it's not really like that. They're tools and you use them when you need them and you don't always... You don't always need to do it, you know, but yeah. And the other thing is, Ollie, there was a point where actually things that she mentioned that, sorry, things that Katie mentioned she'd started doing, there was quite a few before the, she started the CBT therapy. So it's like, because that can seem intimidating as well. I know Mm. it did for me, but it's this, there's this culture of, well, unless you can afford to talk to whoever, then, you know, what are you going to do? And it doesn't have to be that way. Um, and it's not, in fact, it's not even just afford to do it. It's the, in more so, it's the Getting the over courage. that, yeah, yeah, hurdle of bringing yourself to do it and, or just having the time to do it or, you know, all this stuff. Katie, Merry Christmas to you. The Absolutely. Christmases. Um, thank you very much, Katie. And, okay, can we do two more? And oh, then... mate, I'm yours, mate. I've got... I'm oh, yeah, you've, four, how much Prosecco, how much Prosecco you got left? Um... I reckon there's two glasses left. Okay, Shall I? Decent, hold on, decent. I'll put okay. it near. Hold on. Yeah, let me try. Go slish slosh, please. Okay, hold on. Slish slish slosh. <laughs> oh goodness! ASMR with Mr. George Ezra. Yeah. I did, sorry, I forgot to mention at the beginning. It is a pint glass that I'm drinking from. So. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right, my lad? <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Well, are you settled, my dear friend? Yes. Okay. Um, This email is from someone who wants to be anonymous. Hi, Ollie and George. I just wanted to say thank you for everything you're doing. I'm lucky to say that I've never had to deal with mental health problems personally, 
Obviously, I have my ups and downs, and being a single mum at my age isn't something I'd planned, but for me, mental health isn't something I've struggled with. However, I wanted to let you know that although I may not be your target audience, I really enjoy your podcasts. I put my child to bed, stick my headphones in, and listen to you both while I'm cleaning the house of an evening. More than once, I've caught myself laughing out loud, and that's never a bad thing. Again, I just wanted to say thanks and to let you know that you're reaching people of all backgrounds and making them smile. Take care. Now, again, I love this because I just love the I just getting an insight into what people are doing as they listen yeah, listeners' to lives. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, um, I tell you what, anonymous. I, I I'd like to know if you've had any experience of Ra Ra the noisy lion. Um, I don't know how old your child is. I don't know if. Rara was I don't know where you're from I don't know if Rara's big there you know what I mean but I would I feel like I need a support group of people who've been affected by Rara so please do get in touch if that's you and thank you very much we're very glad that you enjoy the pod and George this next one is another good one for a little insight just quickly thank you anonymous oh sorry sorry, 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 Merry Christmas Happy New Year hold tight yeah um Okay, here's another one that I love because it gives me, I can picture this. And just the idea of us keeping our dear, gorgeous podcast listeners company. I love it. Okay, this is from Jordan. Hi, Jordan Ollie. I hope you're both keeping well. I just want to say thank you for your podcast that has made me not feel as lonely as I thought working on my own during lockdown. I usually work with another member of staff in the ticket office on a railway. However, due to the... I know, I knew you'd love that. However... Due to the pandemic, for the first four to five months of lockdown, I found myself on my own and stumbled across the glory of podcasts. It started off listening to the incredible George Ezra and Friends, and then I found myself listening to Phone a Friend. I always had the podcast on in the background while working because it's so quiet, and it felt as if there was some life within the station and a genuine conversation about mental health, which is something I've always struggled with from a young age due to a messy divorce between my parents. I never really send emails like this. As they never really get looked at um well jordan my friend yeah. is getting looked at my friend yeah, and is getting hat, beamed at yoma, yoma, yoma. um but <laughs> uh they never really get looked at but even if you read but if you read this i feel i've done my bit to say thank you thank you once again keep up the amazing work thank you jordan you keep up the amazing work you know, keeping the railways of this great nation going. Oh man, Jordan, I would love to know Jordan which train station. I want to know at. what station. I want to know. I, I want to know a few things actually. Do you know what I always think is, you know how people who are really into what they call tra- train spotters. Um, yes. There'll be like a certain day where they know the the flying scotsman is going to go through tavistock <laughs> railway station and they all turn up i wonder if there's been anything like that at jordan's station oh. if they ever have any real you know beauties of the steam age come on through oh. because there's i know that you've just completed a puzzle um well it was a knockoff because it just said flying oh you can get the which real I don't thing think is like the i'll tell you what talking of train spotters about a month ago, I was at the train station, my local train station, and it was quiet on both sides, you know, both platforms. And uh, it was raining, but I had my raincoat on and my headphones on, and I was kind of just dancing up and down the platform. And I was thinking, oh, wouldn't it be funny if, you know, that the CCTV, there's someone just sat in the room going, like, oh, who's that? And then this chap walked down with a very large camera. And I honestly, in my, my initial thought was, no. Like, 
Yeah. Is there a chance? Is Have that you like stumbled paparazzi upon it? vibes? No, I was like, oh, oh my god, I was so like nervous, and I just want to make it clear: the reason that's so funny is because that isn't a thing; that it doesn't happen. But I was so paranoid because I'd been caught dancing that I was yeah. like, oh no, you go to the immediate worst case scenario. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy up to? I'd, I could see where he had parked his car. And, and then this train that didn't stop, that was a freight liner that had uh, pallets of something on it. And he just mm. took a few pictures and then he went back in his car. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, George, no matter how bad it gets, could be worse, my friend. Oh, <laughs> cruel. You mean you could be that guy? Because yeah. look, here's how I feel. You're there fucking pop star George Ezra and you go, oh, this guy's probably here to take photos of me. My man couldn't care less. He doesn't know who you no, are, but he could tell shit. you. He could tell you what the you know the the eighteen forty six train coming through yeah. Stevenage. He oh, could tell you man. straight up what pistons are going on that man. And a fair play. Fair play to him. Can I just also say that it is one of my dreams. A journey. Uh, I love train journeys. And I've, I've overnight. I had no 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 this is a bit more um one of the journeys that stands out in my mind that i would do often and in a very kind of important time in my life was from paddington to bristol temple meads or bristol temple meads to paddington um <laughs> and i was about 19 years old and i was just starting to do shows in london and i was meeting people that worked in the music industry and it was very exciting and hard to get my head around but i've said to myself if i could ever maybe for my 30th I don't know if I could just ride in the cab with the driver of that train from Paddington to Bristol Temple Meads. Ideally, on a nice spring day, I would be in my element. I'm sure you uh, you could make this happen, didn't you? First Great Western. Didn't, didn't you pilot your own train back in the day, Ezra Express? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a uh, that was amazing, actually. That we yeah. did that. It was an amazing idea, and it was amazing that the guys pulled it off and that we did it. So, you know, um, you've done it once, you can do it again this time. But I wasn't the way in the driving temple. seat. Uh, I want to be up there. Yeah, and you want to be shoveling coal. Yes, ideally. Ideally yeah. so. Do you know what? Me and my sister were talking the other day about, can you remember your earliest memory? And the one that came to mind was I was in, is it playgroup or reception that comes first? Um... I want to say playgroup. I want to say I first. don't know. Okay, well, I was in, I was very young. Is that all right, though? Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely okay. fine, mate. Okay. I, and I remember I kept nodding off. And I also remember that my mum came to pick me up and the teacher was like, oh, he's been telling everyone that he went on the train yesterday. And it was the day before I'd been on the train for the first time. And the story goes, I was so tired from the excitement. Oh, I know. So I mean, sweet. I must have been a fucking nightmare the day before if I was that tired just you sitting on the train. hyped on the train, I bet. Uh, I saw it this year as well. I saw... A young family with their child and they picked the kid up and waved at the train as it went by and i was just mm, it's sweet fuck, yeah it? well oh, little man. little man my nephew is obsessed with buses so we've gone on a few walks a bus goes by and he loses it he's just going bah 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 and i'm like my friend you wait till you see trains oh <laughs> trains the other thing i love about trains is that once you're on it, unless you've got on the wrong train, you can't go wrong. It's on rails. You're going. There's no like. Have you ever wrong heard? Turn. You ever heard the phrase "going off the rails," my friend? I know, but that's more. That's 
worse, isn't it? True, but also, I mean, I have been on a fair few trains that have just stopped randomly somewhere for a while, and then a yeah, depressed man m- grumbles that I don't know what's going. Stop asking me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it'd be good if you were there in there with him during that journey, just to perk him up a bit. Uh, I think my earliest memory is a nightmare. Um, Oh, no. So that's nice. A nightmare about my uh, parents paying someone to kidnap me. So I'm fine and I've always been fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jordan, I can't, you know, thank you very much for your email and thank you for all of your amazing work. Thank you to everyone for, you know, spending time with us this year this podcast has been a wonderful thing to be a part of i love it and and that is only due to well it's partly to do with my dear podcast friend but it's also to do with all of you for listening and corresponding with us and i think we should probably give uh just a quick shout out to the third host so this is from lila from today george and ollie i want to email about my cat she's the most lovable cat you could ever meet but she is evil sometime Last night she was in very bad mood and she scratched me across the face and I've got massive scratch now. But it doesn't matter because she's too cute to be angry with. Here are some pictures of her from Lila, a.k.a. your third host. And Thank you, Lila. Couldn't Lila, very cute. Thank you for all your work this year. Um, so all that remains is for George. I'm. We're recording this before Christmas, but people will be listening after. So I'm going to say, hope you had a good Christmas. I know it's different, but... You know, we'll get through this and we will have to postpone our, what's the word? Reun, reunition, <laughs> reuniting. Reunion. Reunion. Oh my God. <laughs> Genuinely could not place that word. Um, but I can't wait to see you. Oh, mate. And all my love to the family. And uh, and I hope yeah. you have a eight bird roast on Christmas Day and a goose on the side. Yeah, we go where we are. It's funny you say goose because we are going for a nine bird roast this year, which uh, okay. will be the family's personal record. Yeah, well, and... not only the family's, I heard Guinness screech to a halt outside your door. And yeah. Ran out with a mic and a clipboard and said, This has got to be the biggest bird roast we've ever seen. Well, as I'm sure I've mentioned it in the past, We've in, in the past we started with a house fly, and that's how you get round yeah. the the numbers because you start yeah. the house fly. It's nice and small, um, yeah. and we're going to go with that. And obviously, a fly is a bird. That's no one will dispute that. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. Um, and <laughs> we're going to do it again, and um, keeps your immune system up, and well, you know, <laughs> so important. Yeah. Oh, so important. well, Ollie, you know. Right back at you. I love it. And to the listeners and to, you know, everyone that emailed in this week, Libby, Katie, Jordan, Anonymous, for the love of God, don't go changing. Lila, excuse me, third host. Oh, Lila, sorry, but third host. Yeah, 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 third host. Um, George, if the dear gorgeous public want to get in touch, maybe let us know how their Christmases went. And, uh, you know, do you know what I think we should do? Because 2020 has been so shit... I think we can give ourselves some quite low-key, reasonable goals for 2021 that in previous years would be like nothing. But compared to this year, well, like, for example, New Year's resolution in 2021, I want to see at least one of my friends once. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) And that would be an improvement on the previous year. And it will make me feel good because I'll be for once smashing a new year's resolution oh. so if you've got any you know goals for the new year 
get in touch. George, how do they do that, my dear, dear friend? Well, first things first, please do get in touch. Um, and secondly, um, the email address. So it's email. We, we work mostly with email. Um, calculating, email calculating. Address, calculating, calculating. Please send email. Uh, the email address is contact at phoneafriendpodcast.com. I just, that's reminded me that we should just, you know, a big thanks to all the phone a friend family, uh, Jexton, uh, the messenger boy, oh. and to a lesser extent, Marble Red. I know how you feel, George, but yeah, Marble Red I was mean, But there. it's Christmas. And it's Christmas. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to, to Liam, the editor, and to Matt that helps us organise everything yes. each week. And, uh, do you know what? We, we won't even know the name of the person that puts the little animations together. But whoever you are, um, <laughs> thank you very thank much. Thank you. Couldn't do it without you. Yes. Um, and, you know, we'll see you in 2021 for some more podcasting. Oh, give us a review, would you? Um, yeah. Tell your friends. Follow us on Instagram at phoneafriendpod. And George, we, brackets, me wish you a Merry Christmas. Me oh. wish you a Merry Christmas. And me wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> and me wish you a very happy new year. And me wish you a very happy new year. Okay, me go now. Bye. Okay, <laughs> me say goodbye. Bye. Bye, calculating. <laughs>